Today's show is sponsored by SoFi. Fund your SoFi Invest account and get $25 off free mystery stock by going to SoFi.com slash real. Today's show is also sponsored by Stamps.com. Get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale by going to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter the code LAST. Today's show is also sponsored by Noom. Small steps make big progress. Sign up today for your trial at Noom.com slash real life. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things, and maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. How's it going, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. And welcome back to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about faith, culture, and answer your questions. It's December. It's Advent. One of my favorite times of the year. And notice I didn't say Christmas, even though Christmas is one of my... I feel like they're two simultaneously different things. And that's what we're going to get into. Advent, the preparation of Jesus coming, that hope in the darkness is so special for so many reasons. But I also really love American Christmas. They're not the same. They're two very different things. But I simultaneously very enjoy both. What about you, Liz? (laughs) I always think they go together, like peanut butter and jelly. I actually think they're opposites. Why? Well, because Advent, and we, I guess let's just jump into it. Okay. Uh, Advent to me is this traditional preparation, expectation, and preparing the way for the birth of Jesus. But it's usually, especially in the church calendar, a multi-week period of like kind of being, uh, what's the word? Being not serious. Well, I mean, that can be a word, but like contemplative of the darkness, kind of looking at the darkness seriously, understanding mm. what that darkness is that Jesus was born into, kind of feeling the weight of the darkness <clears throat> before the kind of candle gets lit per se. Oh, I never um, knew that. Yeah. I mean, that's what the word Advent means. I think it's a kind of expectation and hope and kind of like a birth and a... Well, I knew uh, that. I just didn't think about the dark part. Yeah. In the darkness. And so that's what I love about it is I think it's such a season to actually... Where I think the Christian tradition gives you so much permission during Advent to kind of really be contemplative and more, mm-hmm. you know, lament at some level. Mm-hmm. You know, not yeah. like it's a season of just lamenting, but... Um, yeah, and, and, and feeling that darkness because then I feel then like the light then just feels even greater. Uh, when Christmas is the opposite. Christmas, the whole season is a, the opposite. It's about light. Like it's about like kind of the, the the joy, the dance, the celebration. To me, I feel like Christmas feels like a cheaper version where it's trying to like just like be all celebra- celebratory when Advent is more kind of like a two-act play. Boom. Does that make sense? And I like both. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you tell us. <clears throat> what do you love about Advent? Yeah, Christmas, all that stuff. I'm just we thinking can use about what you're saying. Um, well, I love Advent. I think it's always probably one of my favorite times of the year. And I feel like um, for five years, I've always done Ann Voskamp's The Greatest Gift yeah, for Advent. So and every year, it's just, oh, it's just so good. Totally speaks to my heart. And I think I over the years, I've come to love Advent um, so, I don't know how to say it, so much, but also I feel like um, it brings Christmas so much more 
alive to me because a lot of times I think we can put pressure on ourselves for Christmas. Like it has to be um, not perfect necessarily, but like we have to do all of our traditions and everyone should be so happy and full of joy. And, um, you know, and it's all the really sweet things like giving gifts to the people we love and making things and crafts and decorating and doing all the traditions. And, um, and of course, like, anticipating Jesus' birth and celebrating him. I love, like, our family, we always get a birthday cake for Jesus every Christmas, and I just love it. But I think over the years, as maybe I've just gotten older and, um, you know, life gets harder, I feel like, in a sense, I think I really start to have started to cherish Advent so much because, just as you said, I feel like it allows us to enter into a space that we all feel, but sometimes don't allow us to talk about in Christmas where it is like the joy of Christmas is that Jesus came to save the lost, that Jesus came to be a light in the darkness. And I think sometimes we can, you know, watch all the net, all the um, Hallmark movies and stuff, but come away feeling lacking because our, maybe our season doesn't look like that. Like maybe we're still going through a hard season or remember loss or grief or, Whatever it may be, and I feel like Advent really um, brings in the hope of um, that it really is. Like, it really is Jesus coming. The weary world can rejoice, and there's hope because of Jesus. And it's where we can really be honest about the hard things and the darkness, but have so much hope because how Jesus came into the world. And so I feel like, kind of what you said, like it's a dance, but I feel like it goes so hand in hand, and it just builds up to make Christmas this full body celebratory rejoicing thing where we don't it's not like we skip over the heart or forget about it for a day or everything has to be perfect but it's where jesus enters the mess and the hard and the dark what's up guys want to take a quick break to about one of this week's sponsors and that is sofi they're a new sponsor but really really cool i've actually been on the app even recently and love uh, what they do. Now, if you're like most millennials, because that's millennials that are listening, I'm one, you're probably one listening. You know you should be investing, but you're not sure where to start. And that's where SoFi is so awesome. It's the first platform to offer stocks, crypto, and automated investing all in one, which I've been taking a lot of that stuff pretty seriously um, since my mid-20s, which is awesome. And I love it. And I get really into it. Uh, and you even get access to SoFi's financial advisors who can answer any questions. And it's really, really cool and helpful. So, Because here's the thing. The fact is millennial, millennials are actually underinvested, And it's easy to see why. 2008, a lot of us were living through that right in our early young adult period. It was painful. We either saw it with our parents. A lot of companies make investing seem complicated, etc. But SoFi makes it super easy for anyone to start investing with as little as just a dollar. You can even buy a piece of companies like Amazon, Google, or Disney with SoFi stock bits. It's really, really cool. So they make investing simple to get started. And here's how it works. You go to SoFi.com slash real, create an account. Then choose to either do it yourself or let SoFi's automated investing build your portfolio, or you can use StockBits to buy fractional shares of your favorite stocks and start with just as little as a dollar today. So see for yourself how easy it is to start investing at SoFi.com slash real. And if you do that today, fund your SoFi Invest account, you receive $25 in mystery stock. Yes, that's free stock just for signing up. Again, SoFi.com slash real. Claim your free stock today. That's SOFI.com slash real. And for those disclaimers out there, SoFi does need it. The Lending Corp CFL number is 605-4612. Exactly. And while you're talking, I think why I love it too is it's probably the only time that's kind of culturally acceptable to sit in an entire season. That's We're true. not a culture of seasons. No. We're a culture of moments and days. I feel like even American culture is pretty go, go, go. Totally. You don't sit, you don't remember, you don't totally. grapple, you just totally. should be okay. And Advent does feel like because the... 
the there are two parallel tracks again christmas and advent but the christmas season seems to enable or give a lot of space for then you to then enter into advent if that makes sense mm -hmm. um and yeah, it's kind of the most culturally acceptable version of space. Uh, and it's a season, which is interesting, which I like, you know, and that's what I encourage people is take it as a season. You know, a lot of us just think Christmas is a day. But again, it's like, you know, no, no, let Advent be a season for you, right? There's really only two major ones that kind of are maybe semi-honored in a more culturally acceptable, bigger way. And that'd be like Lent mm -hmm. uh, and probably Advent, yeah. right? Where it's more like season 40 days mm -hmm. or 20 days, you know, that type of thing. Um, and so I love that because it's, we don't, we don't, I think our, we just are so craving that as a culture to have a season of something, a season of just, you're focusing on one thing for a season mm -hmm. and every day is kind of a next little just breadcrumb to the next thing that builds on the whole picture. We don't tend to get a lot of permission to do that in our culture. And so we I think, just don't know how. Yeah, totally. And so Advent is, a, is that whole time, Dece all of December, all the way up to the birth of Jesus, um, you know enter into that season. Take one moment at a time. You're not trying to know the beginning and the middle and the end of the whole story in one day. You're trying to let it unravel. You're trying to let it sit. You're trying to let it marinate. You're mm -hmm. trying to sit in it. Um, and that story of darkness, right? And that story of um, expectation, but but disappointed expectation because it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened in a soon enough way. It hasn't happened in the way you wanted. It hasn't happened, hasn't happened, hasn't happened quick enough. I mean, I'm Are you talking about Jesus' birth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm brushing up on just some of the more historical stuff, obviously, in the text recently, just with some of the, some of the books I'm reading. And yeah, I'm just blown away every time of like, man, it was a long, 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 arduous mm. journey from the promise to actually Jesus coming. Right. Um, and so many twists and turns, so many kind of... Uh, um, it wasn't a straight line, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so many kind of uh, false starts, like even outside of the scriptures, you know, you start getting into the historical context of there being, you know, you get into, well, depends if you're Catholic listening or not. So my Catholic friends listening will shout out to us, you know, the book of Maccabees, um, <laughs> where, you know, which is not in the Protestant canon, but where we get the story of, you know, what was it? Judas Maccabeus or whatever, where uh, kind of like this, this, you know, he was seen as a, an early Messiah about, you know, hundred or something years before Jesus. Um, but he wasn't, you know, like he wasn't Jesus. So like there's meaning like there was kind of these false starts of like people mm -hmm. coming and, and cleansing the temple and bringing back, you know, the nation of Israel or even like after exile of Babylon, you know, they kind of, there's these promises of God's going to come like these promises of like kind of a renewal, a new creation of like the temple being restored and all these things. And it kind of like kind of happened, but it never fully happened. Right. God's Shekinah glory never shows back up, but they also kind of return from exile. So is that a return? Is it not a return? Because they physically return, but not all the stuff happened that said was going to happen when they return all that stuff. Um, and to me, I'm just saying like, yeah, you know, I'm obviously going super fast, but thinking about all that and then being like, man, that was what was conjuring in everyone's mind mm -hmm. when then Jesus showed up. But like, there was so much weight. Like, I think a lot of us in the Protestant tradition, we see Jesus as like the beginning of the story. And that so right. bothers me, right? That he, he was so, unless you really sit in the story of the Old Testament, you miss the fact that Jesus was a climax of a story, not the beginning of the story. Mm -hmm. And that very, very changes how you how you walk in your faith. Mm -hmm. If you see him as like the beginning of the story, or if you see him as this enormous complex, you know, climax at the end of this huge story or not at the end, but like in the climax. Four, yeah. The fourth of the fifth act, mm -hmm. you know, I think N.T. Wright kind of argues that there's five acts to the scripture um, and that Jesus is coming and resurrection uh, was the beginning of the fifth act. Mm -hmm. So it kind of basically started the last set. Yeah. You know what I mean, <clears throat> so pretty far down on the chronological line, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, Advent's really interesting. So let's talk about um, how Wait, we, can I just say one yeah. thing? I feel like just hearing that, it's like really 
encouraging and humbling because I feel like a lot of times in life, it's like we can be waiting for something and it can feel very dark in the waiting. And it's like, Lord, I thought you promised this. Why isn't this happening yet? And I've had faith. I believed. And, um, and really that's not to make light of it at all because it is so hard in the waiting, but it just makes me realize like God is faithful and he was faithful to his promise to bring Jesus, even though it took what, 2000 years. And he will be faithful to what he promises us. If he has given us a word, if he's promised us something, he will be faithful. It just may not look like our time frame. Totally. And it won't look how it's how we think it should look when it does happen. Yeah. And that's something I think we have to be really, that, the reminder of Advent, not just in this, you know, this baby showing up in a manger, you know, revealing himself to the shepherds, the peasants, the, the people you wouldn't expect outside of town, all these different things. But then his actual life mm-hmm. so is not what people thought a Messiah would be. You know what I mean? Um, And to me, that's just like, I almost think about it like, you know, if you blink too quick, you're missing Jesus. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because like, especially if you're a faithful first century Jewish person, not 99.9% of the people are not thinking that the guy they're looking for is going to look like X. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so they kind of blink, they miss him. And like, man, they missed him. They missed him. Mm -hmm. You know, like they they missed him. Not everyone missed him. Clearly we see the, you know, the awesome faithful witnesses in the text. But um, I just think that's such a metaphor too of like, man, be careful to be very, very sensitive, alert, and open to when God actually does burst forth in the darkness. Because when he does, it hmm. won't look how you want it to look. Right? Um, it won't be how you want it to be. It And sometimes, specifically even pushing that metaphor farther, it'll actually look sometimes like even a failure. Like Jesus looked like a failure to the world, to first century Judaism. Um, I mean, that wasn't even really, yeah, first century, you know, Jewish culture um, by being crucified up on a cross. Like that that actually was the moment of like, oh yeah, he definitely can't be the guy because the guy who we think's coming is specifically going to do the opposite of that. He's going to actually kill Rome, not get killed by Rome. So that moment was actually like, oh, that definitely can't be him then. But it was like, oh, that's definitely the moment that it's him now that we're looking backwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just think, man, we have to be so super careful, I think. And Advent's such a good reminder that, man, he comes in ways that are not our ways. He comes lowly. He comes in ways that are more powerful mm-hmm. than we can ever imagine. But that power always is subverted, upside down, different, unique, sacrificial, and failure-like, um, which is fascinating. Um so yeah, I just think keeping that reminder in mind of like, you know, and then there's a lot of creativity there because then you have to say, oh yeah, it's not just super easy to know what it's going to look like. You have to right. say, what does that mean in my context? What does that mean in my, as a student, you know, in grad school, what does that mean in my marriage, in my town mm-hmm. that the Messiah comes this way and he's still coming? Now, of course, I'm not saying he's physically still coming. He has come. It's historical. It's done. But metaphorically, he's still coming. He's still passing by us. He's still, you know, uh, brushing up next to us. Are we missing him? Are we paying attention? Because we're so fixated on what we think it should look like. What's up, guys? Jeff here. I want to take a break to tell you about one of this week's sponsors, Stamps.com. I love Stamps.com. They have saved us over the years. I think I've been using them for like seven years. Back when we used to live in Washington, I remember using them, shipping stuff out of our basement. Um... Here's the truth. You don't need to go to the post office anymore. Uh, The post office comes right to you. It's simply and that easy. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at stamps.com. They bring all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices or online seller shipping out products or even a warehouse doing thousands, they can handle that as well. It's awesome. So you use your computer, print U.S. official postage for any letter, any package, any class, anywhere. 
24-7 and you get discounts, 40% off priority mail. It's awesome. So we want to hook you guys up. There's no risk if you use the promo code LASTS, L-A-S-T-S. And if you use that, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. So again, don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office. Don't do that. No one wishes that upon you. Sign up, sign up at stamps.com. Instead, just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in LAST. That's stamps.com and enter LAST, L-A-S-T-S. Again, no long-term commitments or cranch or contracts. You know? Mm. So you got nothing there? No, I'm just really take. I feel like I'm really my wheels are spinning. <laughs> what that's uh, hitting real deep, and I don't know quite how to to bubble it out. Okay, uh, well let's let's move on a little bit to more something just more fun than um, yeah. Let's do a little lighter because this is about Christmas. Advent. <laughs> Both are full so of hope. Let's just we you know we, not all everyone is family listeners, but we have a good core that is. Let's talk about so how do we how do we do this as a family? How do is we this the episode where we talk about our favorite things? I think we'll probably do that maybe later. Okay. But um, but but we'll talk about we're gonna talk about a couple on this one of like our favorite book, maybe how For we favorite, how we kind of let that like sure. we'll, we might do another episode in the future on just like our dumb favorite stuff because we I'm really particular on I'm already I already have I already have a whole ten minute spiel on cast iron pans I'm gonna give, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but this is more like a serious spiritual one. Like okay. how do we how do we cultivate Deuteronomy six per se in our our home for December. How do we center kids on Jesus? Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, Advent, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So you can talk about our, sure, which yeah. actually is a question we get a lot. Yeah. Um, and Advent may be something that you've heard a lot about, but you and you do every year. It may be something that you hear about, but you have no idea what that means, or you never did it growing up. And so, trying to figure that out for yourself or your family, um, I feel like it is a journey, kind of like Sabbath. And every year we kind of like learn what we like, what works with our age group of kids. Um, all of that. And so, but yeah. it is really sweet. And I will encourage you guys to do something for Advent. Totally. And I'll let Alyssa explain that. But just to give then a quick little summary, just so we're not talking um, in random. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But here, so <laughs> so Alyssa's going to explain a couple things we do. You know, there's a book we read by, well, we two books actually by Anne Voskamp, one for adults, one for kids. That really centers almost our whole Advent experience. Then we'll talk about activities, etc. But real quickly, if you if you don't know where to start or what to do, here's basically the low hanging fruit or the low <laughs> lowest common denominator. The lowest lowest common denominator. What you're trying to cultivate is a 25 ish day period, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of centers, and you can kind of um, play up whatever themes you want that are because there's a lot of themes in the Advent story. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of make some. You can kind of you know turn the speaker up on some, turn the speaker down on some. But in general, I think it's taking a, it's trying to cultivate a twenty five ish day spirit of like waiting, expectation, and darkness, but then hope bursting forth, mm-hmm. right? And that that ends that ends with the birth of, birth of Jesus being like the fulfillment of that, the yeah. compl- the, the climax of that, the the finish line of that. And so, or even more simply for those that's really new, no, or- simple. That's really simple and that is the heart of it. But even more simply, if you want to just like start with the basic, basic, basics, I feel like it's a great way just to keep Jesus as the focus of December yes. yep, that's instead of all the just, activities, yep. all the parties, keep Jesus all the, focus. the yep. um, presents. It's like, okay, each day we're going to talk about Jesus totally. and this is how we're going to talk about it. Totally. And then one more thing before Alyssa says that, this is just a side nugget, but I really do like this. One of my favorite things is, so I, I read, my daily reading is according to the daily office in the Book of Common Prayer, which just is basically their, the Anglican version of just like a daily reading plan you know everyone has one but what i like about but theirs is more in the liturgical church calendar what i like about theirs is their year 
the the church calendar starts with Advent. This is what I actually love. Why very mm-hmm. much different than the Western the Western yeah, is calendar good. is there the the church calendar's year, the liturgical calendar year, which isn't isn't just Anglicanism by the way, but is anyone who sticks to that in the church starts with Advent. Meaning yesterday, so we're recording this December second. So December first was the beginning of the church calendar. Now December to the Western calendar is what the end. The end of the calendar. Mm-hmm. So those are two very different narratives that you're going yeah. to kind of enter in. Mm-hmm. That Christmas is like this finish line of like almost kind of what tends to be in our in our consumeristic mind. It's almost like the finish line of like let's binge, let's finally spend all the money, let's finally gorge, let's finally eat, open all the it's stuff. It's been a hard year. Stuff. Let's party. Exactly. Let's treat ourselves. Let's party. <laughs> The, the to the church calendar why i like it it's so good is because and and, and to me it just feels more natural like doesn't yeah. it feel more natural to well, start the hope. calendar with darkness but then hope bursting forth in a birth of a baby a birth and then of a it's baby like, feels really un- go on with the year with hope that exactly. jesus is with us exactly. instead of like oh jesus with us now let's be done and yeah, start a new yeah, year. Exactly. It feels yeah. very foundational to me to actually start literally with like a baby being born. Yeah. Rather than ending with a baby being born. Like it doesn't make mm-hmm, sense, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a so small good. little thing, but it's just a mental thing that when you do live in that now a couple of years for us, it does feel like actually December feels more like the start of the year with, than January. And that just has a little so different good. has a little different kind of spirit that it kind of or a little yeah. kick in your it step like that it puts. It propels you into the year. Yes, it feels like it propels you warning. better. <laughs> exactly. And then I notice I stopped concentrating on all the dumb New Year stuff too. Because I'm like, oh right. and I started in I started the new year a month ago. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't get into all the crazy, like, oh, let's work hard and try harder and get all gym memberships and all that. I'm just like, what? I started last month. So this is just maybe <laughs> on month two, whatever, you know? So that's just a little nugget that I think is really helpful on like that stuff matters. And if you've read Tale with the Hustle, that stuff's ringing a bunch of bells, you know, on formations and all that stuff. But yeah, so talk about what we okay, do. Okay. So let's do personal. So is that what you do? Is that all you do? Sure, Not all you do, do yeah. but is, well, is there I mean, anything else you want to add? The book of Common the, Prayer? Yeah. From the actual, well, I mean, I be, yeah, just basically the, the, Reading according to the lectionary, basically, and kind of the daily reading plan. But and where can people find that if they you just want Google it? To. You can Google Book of Common Prayer. You can Google Church Calendar Reading Plan. There's probably different mm-hmm. bunch of different ones. Well, there's only one in the Book of Common Prayer, but uh, or there's like a two year split. But yeah, so I just say Google it. There's a lot of options. But yeah, individually, and then the Ann Voskamp book, and then well, the kids stuff. Oh, you and, do that? Yeah. And well, then about, the I'm ki- just talking about you individually. Let's start there. Probably just that because then okay. the rest of the stuff kind of then is right. where. Yeah. And you can find that on Amazon. Jeff has like a. Really nice well, the whole little book, yeah, leather you can just, book. You can just find the reading plan, which is... Right, only, right. I'm just letting people totally. know. I think it's on it's on Amazon and it's only like, what, 26? Mine is like, like 10 bucks. 10, yeah. yeah. So, and that's his reading plan he does all year. Yeah. So that's a good gift. And it's usually like three that. or four. Yeah, it's usually some something something in the Psalms, something in the Old Testament, something in Paul, something in the Gospels every day. Something in Paul? Yeah, something in the Paul. The epistles? Yeah. Okay. Which, yeah, he's not all the epistles, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's mostly Paul. And then every year I, and people ask this a lot, like, hey, what's your favorite Advent? And I know every year there's new ones that comes out, come out. But my all-time favorite, like I said, is Ann Voskamp's Greatest Gift. And I will, I will, I will. I will. I will preface it with, um, I love her book, her other books. They are not like my top 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 books because um she's very poetic and so sometimes i get lost in it and i only say that because they're so good but sometimes i get lost in it and i only say that because i know a lot of people have said the same thing and so then they shy away from this advent book but i just feel like it's it is poetic but it's really easy to understand it's like it's like two pages every day and it is and a reading. so, it's like, yeah, a so little a, section of scripture, a little devo, and then, and then three questions. Yep. And so sometimes I'll do it, or we've done it in the past where we've read it together in, in the, the morning, mornings, yeah. and then we'll ask each other questions. And it's just, it's really, really good. So totally. 
that is what I do. I love it. Um, she Reads Truth has an advent every year, and I love theirs because they have like really pretty recipes in it and crafts. So that's fun if you want something like a coffee table book for Christmas. Yeah. Um. Okay. And so then with the kids, do you want to read a page from it? Oh sure. No, you don't want me to. I do want you to, but let's end with that. Look at that. Like a little benediction. Yeah, I little see Benny, you. Look at you. Okay. Oh, that's a nug. That's a nug. And with the kids, so our kids are five and three and one. And we did this last year and it worked out so good. And this year, and I feel like this could be, I mean, it could be till they're like, you know, teens. But Ann Voss Camp has um, a couple kids ones. And the one that I actually just... It's it's it. the pop up one and it's huge. It's the pop up one. So it's the one. one that's more like physical, like it's not just a book. You, it's called yeah. the Wonder of the Greatest Gift: An Interactive Family and it Celebration pops of up to Advent. A whole tree. Yep, and so it's like a thick book and it pops up to a Christmas tree and then every day you pull out a little ornament to put on that tree and it just has like a little booklet and you read um like a like a half a page devo. But what I love about it is that one, it's um, perfect for our kids' yeah. age. It's like short enough and it's almost like the Jesus storybook. Yeah, like, it's think tactile. That. It's tactile. Um, we just keep it at our dining room table. So we remember to do it every, um, after dinner, you know, after morning. dinner or after breakfast. And, um, and I love it because it goes along with the greatest gift that I read. And so I feel like I'll read the greatest gift and then I read that to the kids. And I feel like every time it's just like the message is keep pounding on my heart. So I love for me that it's, um, I get it double time because yeah. then I just feel like it helps me to really like enter into that truth totally um the kids love that and then also we this year they both got gifted the lego advent so that's (laughs) been really fun they like build a little lego and then um last year i just had like 12 like 24 little stockings like a little garland i got at tj maxx and they're super small so i just put a little piece of chocolate in each one and the kids loved that and so they got that each day this year i you do not have to do this at all. But I bought these really cute little stockings on Etsy and built a ladder and so made a little spot in our living ladder? room. Jeff made the ladder and it's beautiful and I love it because I've been wanting one for over a year to like put blankets on and stuff. But anyway, that doesn't matter. What I'm but in each one of those, then we have a little activity. And so, um, and I just got together with some girlfriends and we wrote them out and I can even write them out and post it on Instagram or something. Um and I hope this isn't overwhelming. It's super simple. It's like we do a little reading yeah. and then we do an advent activity. Um, and then they have like activity. an activity every day. And so <clears throat> we just looked on the Hawaii calendar. And so it's like, you know, yesterday we went to the tree lighting for um, one of the hotels. I think the library is having like a Cinderella play on Thursday. So I put all that in. Um, and then I also did like we love to have a gingerbread contest yep. every year make gingerbread men make sugar cookies make homemade marshmallows it's almost like a little bucket list vibe yeah it's a yeah. little bucket list of just really but to really make sure we take advantage of this little month. things that i can actually do with the kids and that just easy. make it intentional so like you know christmas coloring sheets for a day or um make snowflakes like really have make homemade hot cocoa go see lights like really simple things that we love to do every year anyway um watch a christmas movie that i just put it on and so we can do it and so i didn't even fill up all the stockings yet because i kind of am just every night gonna be like yeah. huh what do i how am i feeling for the next yeah, you day like, pre, you didn't pre-write all 25 i pre-wrote them but i haven't like put yeah, them in order yet putting in the day after yes. like, yeah, this, we, how much energy do we have tomorrow um, and then i also did like make <laughs> make goodies for the neighbors and deliver them make 
little gifts for our post office, um, post office, our postman yep. and UPS guy. Um, so just little things like that, um, that the kids love to do and I love to do. So make little, this year I really want to make snow globes with yep. mason jars. So that's a goal. Um, so yeah, those are like those are the things that we do that just make the season really intentional yeah. and fun. What's up, guys? Last sponsor this week is Noom. Talked about Noom a lot. A lot of you guys have let me know. They're awesome. Now, if you don't know Noom, basically what it is, it's this holistic app and service that helps you get in shape or help you with nutrition. It kind of meets your needs, and that's what I really love about it. You can learn healthier habits. You can feel better about yourself, whether it's just certain stamina, getting in line with nutrition and what you're eating, what you're putting into your body, how you're working out, all that stuff. It's really, really good, and I love it because uh, taking care of myself uh, really matters. And especially being a dad, I feel like then it matters how I take care of myself or then how I take care of others. Um, and so that really, really, really matters and is, uh, really important, right? That just better self-care, better clarity of mind, better ability to love others and serve others when I'm taking care of myself. So now, if you don't know, Noom is a habit-changing solution that helps you learn to develop new relationships with nutrition, with working out. They have personalized courses. It's awesome. I love it too because it's based in psychology. So it has very specific things that you can do that are helpful, that keep you motivated. That That's actually why I really, really love it. Um, and it's not like, a you know, this is good, this is bad, none of that. It really is just like, hey, how can we help you? How can we serve you? And then you can kind of take advantage of all their resources. And it has one of the most accurate kind of nutrition databases. Uh, and if you're strapped for time, you can do certain workouts in just 10 minutes. I really, really love it. You know, and if you go off track, you just can hop right back in and you can even chat with your goal specialist, which I think is a really cool part. So you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash real life. That's N-O-O-M.com slash real life. Again, noom.com slash real life. And pick and choose, guys, you know, like take anything Alyssa said and be like, oh, that sounds good. Or, oh, that'd be too overwhelming for us this year. But mm-hmm. I love the pro tip of like, we're so guys, we're so about like what doesn't feel overwhelming to even ourselves. So I love that idea. Yeah. I didn't know you were doing that. I'm just like, whatever. Hey, tomorrow we got the kids are whiny today. And we're, pu- we're pulling that one out. <laughs> we're putting a different one in or something yeah. easier. Or, you know, or it just says, oh, go out in the front yard and play. Or, you know, it's the, the one for that day or whatever, you know, like. But usually they're Christmas activities and yeah, center, but you got to yeah, create some like fluffy ones for the, the days you need a, a wild card. Yeah. I love and, that. Um, but also, I mean, that's just fun things. You can also just write them on a checkboard or yep. write them on a piece of paper and check them off. Um, those are just fun things to do with the kids to, yeah, just make it intentional so the month doesn't get so busy and you're like, wow, where did that season go? I love that. I love that. But like I said, last year, all we did was like one M&M a day and the kids loved that too. So whatever is really easy and manageable for you. Yes. And it was, this is totally random guys, but we're, yeah, we would put, it was these little baby stockings. We put one M&M or one little chocolate ball in there, like a but I would squeeze it really funny to like project <laughs> well, it across it the room. Yeah. So, then- so basically it was like little cam- M&M cannons, little M&M shooters. It was really fun. And the kids loved it because mm-hmm. they would shoot out and then they would go chase it somewhere across the room before Aslan got it. Mm-hmm. Classic okay. toddler family. Okay. Do you want to, I feel like you should wear like a Santa Claus hat. I know, right? If like we're on video, still, reading. I would. I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm just going to read to end this one page from December 1st. So this is yesterday's entry on Ann Voskam's book. I'm um, just to give you guys a little flavor. She is really poetic, but it just is like such a kind of centering uh, book. Yeah, it's, there's a scriptural reading, there's a Devo reading, and there's questions for the day. It takes probably 10 minutes total. And we did it this year. We didn't haven't started the last two days. We haven't done it together. But uh, in the past, doing it together in the morning is a really good way for couples to connect. It's awesome. So Can I say one extra thing? Yeah. 
The other thing is, I know this comes out Tuesday, December 3rd, right? What? This podcast. Yes, yes. Okay, and yeah. so I know some of you may be like, oh, well, I totally behind. missed it. Yeah. Like, it's already the third. No, Let's December just wait till next yeah. year. It's totally, totally okay if you miss the first week, the yeah. first however oh, many days. Like, We just, 100% miss days in our advent, yeah, even when we start December 1st. Just we'll make, hop we'll take, in yeah. when you can and yes. make it intentional yeah. and sweet for your family, even if it ends up being December 15th. Like, totally. just, you know, so... Yeah. Well, even with this book, I mean, we've this is probably our fourth or fifth year now, kind of reading it. And I'll remember, I probably every year get nineteen to twenty out of twenty-five readings, meaning like, yeah, I just yeah, I just miss days and I just move mm-hmm. on, you know. Yeah. So okay, uh, here it is. So she says December first. What's December first? What's the title on this one? It is Advent. Come. The mattering part is never what isn't. The mattering part is never the chopped off stump. It isn't what dream has been cut down, what hope has been cut off, or what part of the heart has been cut out. The tender mattering part is you have a tree. Out of the last and forgotten son of Jesse comes forth one tender branch that'll grow into a crown of thorns, a rugged cross, your ladder back to God. Jesus will go to the impossible lengths to rescue you. Out of the stump of that fallen tree, which by the way, that's from that reading. I didn't do the reading, but in Isaiah 11, it talks about the stump of Jesse uh, and the prophecy there, which is a really beautiful prophecy. Out of the stump of that fallen tree, watered with the living waters that flow from the depths of his grace, a twig sprouts. That twig will be the scepter that defeats your sin and lets you grow again. Out of that stump and the sheared impossible there springs a singular shoot, tender and vulnerable. There, here, in the midst of the inconceivable, the loud claims, the hard sells, the big spectacles, but Christ comes small, the micro-macro miracle who comes in the whisper and says, seek me. Just where you are, look for the small glimpses of God glory breaking in, breaking out, sprouting, shooting, unfurling, bearing fruit, making a kingdom, and remaking the world, slow and still. And seek the shoot that bears witness to God, the hardly noticed child, the hymn hummed over the sink, the unassuming woman bent at the register, or the dog-eared word of God beckoning from the shelf. Gaze on shoots of glory to grow deep roots in God. The theology of the tree, of the cross, always seeks the presence of God in the belittled gifts of the world. The small babe of Bethlehem, the dismissed son of God, the stripped and beaten Messiah hanging exposed on the tree. He begs us to spend the attention of Advent on the little, the least, the lonely, the lost. Because in the rush and in the hurry, in our addiction to speed, it might just be a bit like stepping on the shoot that sprouts from the stump. Advent, it is made of the moments, this slow unfurling of grace. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, guys. We're just going to end with that. The greatest gift. Check it out. Get it on Kindle if you don't want to wait. So you can oh, probably yeah, get it started earlier. Um, but hey, we love you guys. We hope this was encouraging. Let us mm-hmm. know if anything stood out, any questions. And we hope it was a blessing to you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye.